surviving childhood. It's weird to say surviving childhood when so many people just talk about it as if it's an experience of hope, positivity and happiness. But what captures me is it's weird to think growing up that we as children, we learn what to do if we become a parent and what not to do, which is an odd concept, what not to do. Surely we shouldn't think that way because we wouldn't know, because we are so caught up in what we should be doing. I know how not to be a parent, as I'm sure many other people do. I always know how to potentially be a good parent through not knowing how not to be one. Are you still following? You see, as I've said, there's no handbook, there's no guideline. But being a parent, is it a chore? Personally, I don't think it should be considered a chore or a burden. Regardless, planned or not, this might be an unpopular opinion and so be it. When it comes to being a parent, if that becomes a chore, this is when your anger, your anguish, your frustration, laziness, lack of care and nurturing, lack of motivation and everything in between gets projected onto that child. Then what happens? We deal with all sorts. We deal with the emotional impact your behaviours and emotional turmoil has on that child. Your insecurities, jealousy, hatred and projection of that then consequently affect that child who then may result in deviation, substance misuse, develop psychopathology of some kind, find other means where they don't feel burdened. And then they're more likely will hate themselves, question themselves, because their whole lives they've been questioned, their whole lives they've questioned their whole being. When a parent doesn't want a child, when a parent speaks to that child with such hatred, such ill intent, such abuse, it impacts a child more than, more than anyone will ever know. More than a bruise, more than a shove, it cuts deep, so deep, not even stitches can heal that wound. It changes them, it moulds them, potentially into something they do not want to be. It can mould them into something they don't even recognise. You see, verbal, emotional and mental abuse leaves everlasting scars. When people talk about childhood abuse, and this is no way to take it away from other forms of abuse, because all abuse is utterly wrong, but everyone thinks of physical sexual abuse and... I believe verbal mental abuse is often overlooked. I think it's greatly underestimated, although with that being said, there are more studies coming into light now, thankfully, which are showing the emotional impact of this form of abuse. But it can damage an individual to a point where they question their life, they question their actions, they question their worth, their being, their present, their reality and their future. It takes away their hope. And you know what? It takes away their identity. Living a life where you constantly doubt yourself because you are plagued by negativity, negative voices, negative memories of names and situations where you have been constantly put down. Living a life where even buying an item of clothing is difficult because you feel you need justification and verification in case you have it wrong. Verification. Wanting verification for absolutely everything in life. Movements, actions, career change, studies, haircuts. Wanting to know that it's okay because you're such a lost soul crippled with self-doubt. So tortured you don't even know if it's okay to perform the most basic tasks of even buying a new outfit. Imagine that. Picture it. This impact because a parent, caregiver, abuser, a bully said hurtful, hateful things projecting their self-hatred, 
their low self-worth, their self-loathing onto you. You were their punch bag. And because of their suffering, you now suffer. Too many people are fighting, and I will say fighting from now on, because I feel suffering provides a lack of hope. There is a light and there is a way to prevail and we can live free. Too many people are fighting the hardships of childhood, emotional, verbal abuse. Too afraid to speak up out of fear of judgement. Too afraid to speak up because it might seem too petty compared to other forms. Too afraid to speak up because they feel weak. Or again, too afraid to speak up because this is the crippling consequence of their abuse. One thing, no matter who, what, when, where and why, nobody should feel inferior. See, we can't compare pain. I may hurt watching Titanic. Someone else might not. And little Betty in the corner might be an absolute flood of tears. Furthermore, if you want to go a bit deeper, I may enjoy trauma, the same trauma as another individual. And I may seem like it doesn't impact me, whereas the other individual might be greatly distressed. This does not mean I am not impacted. It just means we cannot compare pain. If I show different reactions, if I explain it differently to another individual, it does not mean we've compared it. It does not mean I think about it less, I am hurt less than that other individual. We can't compare other people's pain. But there is hope, there is a light, and we need to rewire, retrain, refurbish our minds. You see, rewire our thinking patterns. It's hard. When we've been conditioned for so long, we get so stuck in a, in a thinking pattern where we believe there's no way out. But this doesn't mean it's impossible. And I think it was Audrey Hepburn that said, the word itself says I'm possible. And it is possible. And we can rewire ourselves and train our minds and surround ourselves with posit positivity. And this can be done with surrounding yourself with the right people, positively reinforcing yourself, learning new ways of coping, when you have achieved something, talk to yourself, praise yourself, nurture that inner child, that inner voice. Say to yourself, you know what, you've done well today, well done. Or you put a new dress on, you look really lovely today, well done. You put a new suit on, you look right dapper, mate. There's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. You know, there's this myth going around, oh, you talk to yourself, it's a sign of madness. No, it isn't, I talk to myself all the time. It's not a sign of madness. If you want to talk to yourself, if you want to praise yourself, if you want to tell yourself you've done good today, if you want to tell yourself you look, you look really good today, you, you look proper sharp, do it. No one can stop you. Create affirmations, a mantra, a journal. Journal your thoughts, your feelings. See, journaling creates a distance between your thoughts and the problem because you put the problem on paper. That externalises the problem. Now there's space. So you can physically see what the issue is, whether it's a, an issue that you've been thinking about or whether it's like finances or whatever the issue is. You can now physically see it. We can now find ways of dealing with it. If it's a positive thing, like you've had a good day today, you can see that. You've enjoyed it, but now you can also see it, which means in a couple of days, if you're having a bad day, you can look back on that memory, physically see it in your journal and relive them emotions. Believe, motivate yourself. And of course, consistency. Consistency is key. You need to keep these coping strategies up. 
Motivation is key, consistency is key. Now there is a question, what comes first, motivation or consistency? That's one thing you need to ask yourself. That is it a trick question? I'm not gonna answer that. You 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 answer that yourself. Learn to enjoy and trust the process. You are doing this for you and you deserve this because you deserve to be you. We sometimes have to rebuild ourselves when we have been crushed, when we've been trampled on. And sometimes we can remould ourselves into what we choose to remould ourselves in to. Not what others want us to be. Not, not what others choose for us. And not remould ourselves into... creations or ideol or, or the ide- or the ideologies of other people you know because someone has an idea that they have for you you now have to represent that you know the chameleon effect i know it very well so for example um if you surround yourself with a certain type of people say for example you know you hang around with people that enjoy classical music you will then adapt to that classical music scene because you're a chameleon there's a chameleon effect so, if you hang around people that support, I don't know, um, may like uh, punk music or hip-hop or rock and roll, you'll surround yourself with them people, maybe people that deviate. You're then, you're, you're chamele- you're, the chameleon effect is your personality will change to who you hang around with. Moulding yourself into being you, you will build a strong foundation into the chameleon effect will not come into play. It, you, you won't have to change your personality in order to adapt to your surroundings because you'll be so strong in who you are, this chameleon effect won't even come into play. We, we will not mould ourselves because of the, into, the con, into the consequential behaviour of the projection of hatred that we have received. So we are not victims, we are warriors. That's something to remember. And remember this always, there is a light and it doesn't have to beat you. In fact, this will not beat you. Anything you have endured will not beat you. Now remember, love you, be you and never ever let you stop you. Live free. With that being said, I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Keep rocking and keep rolling.